The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Postgraduate programs at the University of Auckland Business School help you expand your future options. Whether you want to switch careers or advance in your current field, New Zealand's number one business school can help you get there. Unlock your potential today at auckland.ac.nz forward slash business. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. What is it, Alex? Um, this is a risk, is what this is. <laughs> it is almighty organic carrot, orange, and turmeric, but I got it free in my food bag, I think, five months ago. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, are you ready to do a... I'm sure it's fine, eh? It's Juice. fine. Yeah, no, it it's in a can. Oh, my God, <laughs> Jake, I just spilled you everywhere. Oh Why did I try and look at the date? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm using just... the cat. I'm using the cat's clothing, and yes, that is cat's clothing to mop this up. There is juice absolutely all over my trackpad. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> somebody! <laughs> oh my god, my laptop's never been wetter. Kia welcome along to The Real Pod. I'm telling you now, warning. Holy moly guacamole, Jane. <laughs> this is going to be off the rails. <laughs> Both Alex and I are delirious um, from day a day of like, oh no, oh it's bad. Alex is just drinking uh, some sort of orange turmeric concoction and she's just spilt it all over her laptop. It tastes she's... like gazpacho. So it wasn't worth it. In the end, to ruin your laptop over. It's savoury. Why is it savoury? Oh, this is off. This is off <laughs> in a big way. I did warn Maps. you. I did warn you it was going to be one of those real pods, and at least we're delivering on our promise. So my name is Jane Yang, joined by Alex Casey, who's zooming in from her recovery room. You've been a little ill, but you look a lot better oh, yeah. than you did. It's all the turmeric that I've just inhaled in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> and before we get into recapping the week that was on Maths AU, I just want to, I want you to share how you real potted your COVID test. Oh, oh, okay, an update. So if you listened last week, you might remember that I was feeling a little poorly and said that I might go and get a little C19 test. Went there, got the test. It was all fine. I mean, it felt a bit weird, but then I also kind of felt high afterwards. Was that your first test? I don't know. Have you had a test? Yeah. It was my first test. I had a test on Mother's Day. I was kind of euphoric. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely for big (laughs) mum. Special treat. (laughs) Anyway, and and I was like very proud of myself. Went home, did the right thing. And I know that they text you right if it's negative. They call you if it's positive. And it had been like a day or two... And it was like six o'clock on Friday and I got a phone call and I was like, oh, here we bloody go. And she's like, hello, this is a COVID nurse or something. I wasn't really, I was already blacking out at this point. <laughs> I was just done. And she's like, sorry, huge apologies. Your test leaked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to get it done again. Were you like, I'm so sorry, by way of, by way of explanation, I'm a host on The Real Pod and that's all you need to know? Everything in my life it's a comedy of errors. <laughs> Everything goes badly. Um, so, yeah, I had to go get it again, and it was negative, thank God. But I was also like, leaked? Where? Over whomst? And how? Because if I did have the dreaded C19, that'd be a big story. Yeah, wouldn't it, though? And I guess you've had your retest and you're all COVID-free? I'm COVID-free. Congratulations. Loose and fancy-free. Okay. Thank well. you. With that out of the way, let's get on with Maths AU Week 2, where we meet um, our, I can't even, I don't even know how many couples there are, but we meet Belinda and Patrick. Match oh. made in innocent, pure heaven. Geeks on wheels. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> okay, so Belinda is a door-to-door salesperson. What does she sell? Did, was that clarified? 
Um, Ballet shoes? Never explained. Okay, she's I would love a little outfit like she wears. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get Who to that. goes door to door these days selling things? Is it a chat? I often think door-to-door salespeople now are charity people. Yeah, or, you know, they worked for energy companies and try and get new sign-ups. Patrick is somewhat surprisingly a personal trainer. These are two quite awkward people (laughs) who both have very, like, people-facing jobs. True. Yeah. Anyway, that's quite interesting. And they both say, like, he sort of said that he's very outgoing and... Um, positive in his personal training, but then he's a shy man. He's a shy man outside. He's such... And he never gets approached by women. Oh, neither of them have had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. He's straight out shitting carrots. Um, his words, not mine. He talks about carrots a lot. I wrote down everything. So his sayings include, but are not limited to, peanut butter and jelly. I'm shitting carrots. Holy carrot sticks and peanut butter. <laughs> and then later on, my, a ph- philosophical one, you take the carrot with the tomato, <laughs> which is just nothing. That's just a recipe. <laughs> and not even a very good one. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's all about, it's all about food. It's sort of like if you're making a snack platter. When he did it his, is all about food and holy guacamole, of course. Yeah, when he did his, um, his vows, I love the way that he was like, to my new wife, brackets, Belinda. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> he left in the, the formatting of where he had like left a space to pop her name in. <laughs> and then after, so nice. after they got married, they reviewed each other's vows, which was really cute. Like, oh, I loved the bit where you said that. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Were they the ones when they went up to the altar and there's that, there's always that amazing, like awkward when it's just kind of hanging in the air and they had that big long chat about like, how early they got up? <laughs> yeah, they had they had huge chats before things got underway. <laughs> like definitely more chats than some of these couples have had across two weeks. <laughs> Just in that five minutes before the ceremony began. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they went to have their photographs done, I loved it. There was like they had their own personal Nori, <laughs> like the photographer. Oh, I know, and he was like he looked like mega Nori. Yeah. Like a big Nori. <laughs> yeah. And Nori's what, Scottish? This, is this guy is British, so, you know, close by. He had his two big cameras hanging off, like, one off each shoulder. Like, very Norrie-esque. If you don't know who Norrie is, he's, like, the photographer to the stars. Just a lovely little man who goes around and takes photos of of the housewives and the, the I don't know, the, the Malbrays and whoever it is who's... And us, remember, that one, one time? time? Yeah, he accidentally took a photo when of us. When he slipped and <laughs> accidentally <laughs> fell on his camera and it took a flash photo of us. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, the the photographer was giving him advice on, like, how to, when she came down for her photos, how he should stand with her and was like, so you just put your arm around. And they're, like, like basically, (laughs) like, subbing in for Belinda in advance. It was very cute. And and Patrick was just, he was was shitting carrots, quite frankly. Like, he didn't even know how to hold her hand. He's like, what, like this? Should I do this? Yeah. <laughs> and, then when, and then when they're t- actually taking the photos, Maths Nori is like, okay, move your arm up there and your leg back there. And basically Patrick is is doing like the hoedown throwdown, trying to get into position <laughs> <laughs> for his photo. And then he tells Belinda it's his first ever wedding. And she's like, your first wedding is your wedding? It's amazing. When yeah. I say his first ever, it's like the first ever he's attended. Incredible. It's all going swimmingly then at the reception. Belinda just vanishes and suddenly Patrick's, oh. he's panicking because where is his beautiful bride gone? She's keeping secrets. He was He's really oh, yeah. worried about secrets. Yeah. And then she uh, returns for a surprise dance because she's an enthusiastic ballet dancer. Amazing. This is something that we saw in a pre-roll. Yeah, she did a lovely little slightly contemporary ballet dance. Yeah, and what I liked about it is how they kind of framed it when they're like, Patrick, go and sit on that chair and wait for your bride. And I was like, how much does this guy think he's getting a striptease right now? And maybe when she came out in her ballet outfit, he still didn't really know what was going on because I don't know if he's the kind of guy who's had a striptease before. Um, But she did her dance and it was very sweet and I realised at that point that I don't actually think she's like a very good ballet dancer, but good on her for giving it a go. Like definitely yeah, better than me. Hobby. Passionate hobby. Yeah, I could get into it. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should uh, do an adult ballet class. Something to talk about. 
I, feel, I think we've talked about this before. I think I've got the body of like a, a little weightlifter. I think that's what I need to be doing. Um, they go on their lovely honeymoon to what they call a bungalow, but it seems it seems just like a little cabin on the water. They thought a bungalow was a house in a tree. Yeah, she thought a bungalow was a house in a tree. It's very cute. It's not. But I think push comes to shove. What is a bungalow, you know? A bungalow, <laughs> I looked it up. It's like a one-level house or it's two levels, but the second level is built kind of like into the roof. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> it's a style. Um, it's a style. He runs her. Oh, so it was It was at, on the honeymoon that he said um, what the peanut butter jelly sandwich is this when they, like, found the, the toilet. <laughs> they didn't have a door on it. And oh. he followed up this, like, very sweet, innocent kind of, um, you know, food reference saying with talking about, oh, you know, I can't imagine having a shit in front of her. It's just very, it's like, very <laughs> jarring. <laughs> like, who are you? Go back to Well, this. as we know, Jane, he has a problem. He shits carrots and he needs his privacy. <laughs> ouch. Yeah, mega ouch. And I'm drinking, I'm drinking a carrot juice. How do you think I feel? <laughs> You'll be Patrick in no time. Um, he runs a bubble bath, <laughs> incorporates all the things, little oil beads, rose petals. Oh, too so many things. But I so like much bubble mostly bath. mostly potion yeah that's the word i was looking for and those little those little jellies yeah, the, and petals like there was no water in there but also are we just going to breeze past the toilet with no door is that just like okay with you <laughs> no i mean i think that the the space in which the, the the room was quite small studio space i think that whether it had a door or not i'd still be asking my new husband um to leave the room <laughs> We know oh, it's get out anyway. Yeah, yeah. Get, get out. out. <laughs> Balcony time. Balcony time, as Tracy Jewell told us. Okay, cool. Her and Dean did. Um, the shower <laughs> with no door was less of an issue because it did have privacy. It had the, like, you know, you, like, walked into it. It wasn't like someone could see you from the outside, but you don't. Yeah. I have an opinion on toilets in general. I think every toilet should be in its own soundproof room with lots of ventilation. Completely agree when with its you own sake. Stop and, and the door it... needs to go ceiling to floor. <laughs> yes. I don't want a slat <laughs> to be seen. No, well, it needs to to be soundproof. Absolutely no one. When you stop and think about toilets and toilet stalls, it's just no. It's, it's not okay. Redesign it's, all it's... of human, humanity's approach to toilets, please. Thank you. It's not okay. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they acknowledged it wasn't okay. I just wanted to make it clear across the board that that toilet is not okay. Not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the bath was not okay because, oh, the feet. It was the fine. Feet clapping together. <laughs> it was fine to a point. Now, we talked last week a lot about baths on these shows, and then it really it hit, its, hit its peak this week with the feet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Booker and Brett showed us how to do feet on chest in the bath right and Belinda and Patrick showed us how to do feet on the chest in the bath wrong who got very handsy with a girl who's never had a boyfriend and when I say handsy I just mean handsy on feetsies and then kind of started I think he didn't know what to do and he started getting playful with them was like oh look at your lovely feet and your pink toes and look I can clap them together He's like, oh, very clean, lovely little pink toenails. It was so upsetting. And then clapping them together. And they were about two inches from his face. It was just, it was crazy. And then she was, that was her too much too soon. Like that was the point she was like, okay, it's a lot of affection in a strange way. And then she's like, I'm out, I'm out of the bath. Um, Can I get out? He got quite upset at that. He got quite withdrawn. I think he felt just a bit embarrassed and rejected. And in a lovely, lovely little sit in an egg chair, and then she sat on his lap, which I, you know, I thought they're quite, they are quite affectionate for two people who haven't had a lot of experience in relationships. So I think they're really giving it a go, which I like. They are, and I mean, it's a risk to sit on someone on an egg chair. You never know where, <laughs> really is. where anything's going to go. <laughs> egg chairs frequently fall to the floor. But she is a ballerina. She's just a, she's light as a feather, you know. That's true. She is a dainty woman. Anyway, then she says, "Oh, I want to cheer him up. I've got a great idea." And next thing you know, they're up in a plane skydiving. How do you go yeah, from just having... that happened very quickly? All of that, and it was also just over in a split second. I mean, how much <laughs> is 
some coverage on maths worth that like you do a skydive and it only buys you like 10 seconds of tally yeah, time it's just like the bare minimum of whatever the skydive company wanted yeah like, cool <laughs> it's the base rate we can deliver that <laughs> and egg chair egg chair's had its time <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen a skydive as a prop in a reality show gets such little airtime. Yeah. Like we was Normal all the, like, like sitting the in the plane thing. shitting themselves and holding each other's hands and using it as yeah. a moment to carrots, like come together. Carrots falling out <laughs> hither and thither. Carrots from the sky. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so anyway, had a lovely skydive, both just totally fine with that. I would be shitting carrots if it were me. Uh, and then at the dinner party, Belinda and Patrick... They, they didn't feature a lot in the dinner party. All we really found out was that they were planning on getting <laughs> matching BP tattoos, to which Coco was like, BP, get the engine running. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I totally missed that. That's a lot. Matching tats. Yeah. For real, for real. For, well, they, they talk a big game. Let's see if it happens. I don't know. It depends, hey. it depends on the person, people. Like, so for some people, tattoos are just like no big deal, you know? Um, when you said BP just then, mm. I was thinking, I thought instantly of PB Tech. Have I told you <laughs> what I found out about PB Tech? No, but I want to know. <laughs> so, everyone buckle up. PB Tech stands no. for Pat and Brenda Technologies. What? <laughs> Did you know this, Jonathan? No, I didn't know this. And I don't know where Pat and Brenda are. I've not seen them, not even at the Auckland Central Store. Never met Pat, never met Brenda. You might not have met Pat or Brenda, everyone, but meet Jonathan, who is uh, behind the desk, twiddling the buttons, making us hopefully sound good. <laughs> we'll let you guys make that judgment. Easy. Um, okay. Oh, that's nice. Did you hear that? Did you clock that little? Oh, you wouldn't have heard that, Alex. Okay. I was like, anything. he's going to make us try and make us sound good, and he was like, easily done. I'm easily flattered. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> they move in together uh, and go shopping at Adair's. She wants some bright and colourful things. I mean, why are they even buy their own linen? What's happening here? I know. I know. It's a bit wasteful, isn't it? I'd like to know what they do with that linen. I hope that it's, it's, it's used in a responsible way afterwards. Do you think just like someone in the crew takes it home? <laughs> when it comes to their kind of confession time, they write a letter to each other. This is sad. Belinda oh, talks about heartbreaking. Just she got bullied relentlessly at a, a private school to the point where I think like the you know she said it wasn't just like one or two people targeting me; it was the entire school, and they made a website about her. That is just like, I mean, I know that the nasty stuff happens, but to actually just hear that that's happened to someone is just unfathomable. They built a whole website about her and like photos and. All sorts of stuff. It's just horrific. It and I think, good on her. If she went through something like that and she's still willing to go on a reality television show, which is not an easy thing to do. No. And face everything that comes with that. Like, pretty amazing. Good on her, but maybe also not a good idea because, you know, people tend to be pretty nasty. Um, people are cruel. They have a rigorous counselling uh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not um, it's not enough. They also do like that list of things that they do and don't like about each other. And I can't remember <laughs> anything except for that Belinda doesn't like the way um, Patrick eats apples so loudly. <laughs> to the point that she had to leave the room earlier in the day before she cracked the shits. When either of these two swear, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Crack the shits is such a good <laughs> phrase. I feel like I've never heard that before. We all know what happens when Patrick cracks the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the way he eats carrots... Um, <laughs> The way he eats apples loudly is a euphemism for what happens in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to know. Okay, this is if eating apples annoys her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on from apples and carrots, and they do the the cursed photo ranking. What a horrible! Oh, what is it? Is I it... take back everything I said about the show, like having a glow up and being responsible and trying to take relationships seriously. This is the most evil, conniving, under the guise of confession week. It's like it's not even a confession. You're like placing this on these people. Oh, but it was. Fun to watch. <laughs> Belinda has Jake um, at number one initially, but then puts puts Patrick at the top. Can I just say, everyone put Jake at number one. 
I don't know if there's... I know. Except for, like, you know, because initially they had to rank all the other husbands and wives, and then they were given their own spouse's photo to place in the ranking afterwards. But before the own spouse's photo was handed over, every single girl put Jake at number one, I believe. And every single girl, without even talking, commenting, thinking, or blinking, put poor Rusty last. <laughs> and I just think justice for Rustus. Because <laughs> I love Rusty. That's not we haven't true. Even talked about him yet. Coco did not put Rusty last. Oh, did she not? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Coco loves Russell. I love Russell too. I love Russell I more am than a Russell Stan. Um, yeah. And I want him to cook me some barbecue, first and foremost. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get to Russell. In fact, we'll get to Russell really, really soon. Patrick puts Alana at the top, but then when it comes to putting Belinda in, he puts, puts her at number one. So they did that challenge just exactly as they should. They put their own husband and wife at the top of the pile. Good on you. Let's move on to Russell and Beth. Russell is 37. He's a diesel mechanic. He's got lots of boys' toys. He's desperate to have children, <laughs> really good relationship with his nephews and so on, and he's doing maths because he doesn't have the body for all the other shows. <laughs> you see, he doesn't have a beach bod, but he did say he had a face like a smashed crab. <laughs> Yum. Which is very coastal. <laughs> the whole thing's very coastal. But I think Russell is really cute and really weird, and I think the contestant that is most like the real pod... <laughs> He, he really is, but he's also, and uh, once I say this, I can't take it back, he's got quite oh. quite strong David Seymour vibes. Oh, no! <laughs> no! Like visually sometimes. Take it back. I can't. <laughs> the toothpaste is out of the tube. Um, what about his massage chair, though? Yeah. It goes all the way upside down. Why do you need that? When I go past St. Luke's, sometimes I see massage chairs advertised for like $8 a day on a billboard. There must be some good money to be made in massage chairs because, A, they can yeah. afford outdoor advertising, and, B, who's, who's eight bucks? What's that? No, I'm not doing maths anymore on this podcast. I got it wrong last week. Yeah, you learned your lesson. Seven, eight, um, $8. $8 for a one-off on a low day, I understand. Yeah. Buying a whole chair to put in your garage to then go upside down Alex, is really weird. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever sat in one of those chairs? Like a like um, a proper one, like not the ones at the airport. Not, I mean the ones at the mall where they try and no, 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 sell them. no, I haven't. Maybe we just don't know. Should we do right. that? Should we go? Should we go to the mall and sit in one? Okay. It's research, yeah. right? Okay, anyway, Beth is a psych grad. She's 39. She wants to be a mum, but probably not with Russell, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> these two had, like, a horrible cursed wedding. Couldn't have any family <laughs> there. I assume because their family are from other states and they couldn't cross state borders during COVID. Um, and also there was the <laughs> the only person they had was the hot celebrant, and which mm-hmm. I think, like, you can't have a hot, you can't have a hot celebrant in a, in a math situation where you're meeting your partner for the first time. Oh, it's a bit of fun. I don't know. Spanner in the works. The only other person there is hotter <laughs> than... Objectively, not in my opinion. I'm talking about, like, you know, the more... Um, Scientifically, yeah. <laughs> Scientifically has all the elements and particles of a hotter person. <laughs> also, did you notice, though, yes, they were now allowed guests, but there were so many surfies out in that, in that sea. I was like, what are these rules? Sort your life out, Australia. Well, I think, like I say, I think it's not so much they weren't allowed guests. It was more that their family and friends probably couldn't cross borders to come to the wedding. Because everyone was allowed, like, one person, right? Or they just did it to really hype up the tension between these two personalities. That I think so. (laughs) And it was so good. Just sitting, like, the camera just sitting on Russell there, making small talk with a hot celebrant, objectively hotter than him, objectively hotter than him, was so funny. Best bit was, oh, someone come down here and put this gazebo up. You reckon? The celebrant's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You reckon it's going to rain? (laughs) And hot celebrant had definitely been briefed, like, don't, like, don't engage in conversation, you know, because the celebrant's role is definitely to, you know, help the... The groom to feel relaxed before the lady comes down the aisle, and like in general terms, but not the celebrant. He was like quite stony faced, but you could almost see him trying not to laugh. Um, <laughs> his face was twitching. But anyway, it was so amazing. I thought Beth looked beautiful. Oh, I loved the dress. I loved her dress. So nice. I thought it was the best dress I've seen so far. Troy, uh, Troy, see, I call him Troy. Russell is a bit like Troy. I feel. 
Oh, he is a bit like He's Troy. He's got Troy vibes. He also, I think Russell like sounds different to how he looks. Do you know what I mean? He's very country man. <laughs> I don't know what the right Rural? Rural. He's very rural, but I think he doesn't like he looks. I don't know, maybe it's glasses. Glasses can cover it. Well, when he's got his glasses sins. off and inside profile, very handsome man, objectively. I just want to say. <laughs> Different person with the glasses on and front again. on. But who does wow. have more variety in their life, you know? <coughs> exactly. You can be married to a different person every day. Side, other side, glasses, no glasses. Straight off the bat, these guys have got some things that are not working out in their favour. Like, she's a beachy person, but he has issues with seaweed when it touches you in the water. So, <laughs> straight away, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> Their vows were quite different. Hers were very sentimental. Um, He vows to always give her a crisp high five. (laughs) He was just like, it was a gag factory during his vows and I loved it. Yeah. And he promises to love her as much as his dirt bikes. He didn't mention the massage chair. He didn't. No, I I do wonder if he's just got that on hire, you know. Mm. She doesn't eat gluten or dairy. I don't even think that he knows what gluten is. Um, No. And she, uh, she loves seafood and requested it for their wedding dinner. He requested hot chips. (laughs) (laughs) Real pod. Very real pod. the real (laughs) pod. Just the phrase hot chips, eh? For a growing ass man. (laughs) God love it. He doesn't know what salmon is because he's only ever seen people order schnitzel at a restaurant. Which is also fair, you know. I've seen people order schnitzel before. Um, she had a big cry after the wedding. She was very overwhelmed. He came over and walked her to the toilet, which is the beginning of a very beautiful love story. Um, the reception <laughs> is just the two of them at a jazzed-up surf club with a heater under the table, which alone seems dangerous. <laughs> and then Rusty gets under there to try and, like, crank up the heat floor and puts it on cold. It's just, it was all just, a you know, a beautiful real pod-esque disaster. <laughs> there was an amazing bit when she was crying. Also just so funny and savage that she's just crying just in his presence, which is absolutely fine. Like, he hasn't said anything upsetting. <laughs> she's just crying at him being there. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> in his, like, little interview, he's like, yeah, got a few tears here. Don't know how to fix the old leaky tap with the eyes problem. <laughs> He's so great. Leaky tap with the eyes problem. They have quite oh, a deep conversation over dinner about her mum passing away and, and they have quite similar family values. He's been married previously, uh, whips out a notepad. He's um, written her like a letter in advance and then whips out a necklace. That was cute. That was very sweet. And I think at that point she softened to him quite a bit. Um, and then she found out about his collection of combi van pyjamas. Not just one pair of combi van pyjamas, but many a pair. <laughs> Must have been a hard decision for him <coughs> which pair to take along to his special um, honeymoon. Everyone loves a combi van, Jane. That's what he says. <laughs> I've never thought about a combi van before. Well, but now that you now that you are, what do you reckon? <laughs> Well, because they've come to me through Russell's pyjamas. So I love you them. You love them. <laughs> he also, Obviously. He also doesn't know what a kiwi fruit is. No. Doesn't like... He's never had an olive. Doesn't like olives. He's, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Doesn't know what... Gr- he thought granola was granada. Yeah. But I was also like, who's saying granola in Australia? Oh, uh, Beth, apparently. Is that something that people do oh, now? I don't know. Oh, you know, they go glamping, lovely hanging platters of, like, more strawberries than you should eat, um, especially when you've just met someone, you know? Um, yeah. And he had quite a strong cheese cutter puffer jacket look going on. I don't know if you clocked that. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> like a little bit fancy, a little bit ready for anything, you know? Yeah. Functional and fashionable. Now, then she reaches for the wine and he's like, oh, Moet. And she corrects him and says, oh, no, Moet, Moet. But actually, Moet is the correct pron- correct pronunciation. Connect pronunciation. <laughs> That's what I thought, but then I second guessed myself because well, it's like a Googled it. It's like a double bluff, right? <laughs> Moet, because you think Moet's like the dumb way to say it. Yeah, but then it's actually the fancy. It way. is. So she thought, and she, that's the real. Yeah, part. and that's so. At the end of the day, I think we can uh, we can award Russell the the crown for being more fancy than Beth with his hot chips <laughs> and his Moet. <laughs> I'm sure Beth would love that in the schnitzel. Um, <laughs> Not much else happened before they head along to the dinner party and then nothing much happened with them at the dinner party. They just didn't feature no, at all. No, I don't even think we even even saw them, eh? I mean, Rusty had a little crack, a little crack, a little chat with um, 
Cameron, but I guess we'll talk about Yeah, we'll talk about that. Later. We'll talk about that later. Russell ranked quite highly. Um, <laughs> sorry. When, when he did his photo rankings of the girls in the confession, he ranked based on their barbecue chat. So he was like, Coco had great, great chats, had some great chats about barbecue, so she's number one. Um, Beck also, yeah, we talked barbecue a bit too, so she's number two. Yeah, but she doesn't like all the meats or something. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, Rusty. He's a simple man, you know. He's got a simple framework, and I've got to respect it. And then Russell's um, letter to, you know, his confession letter to Beth basically just involved him talking about his secret, <laughs> his secret spices for barbecuing. It's a man who likes to barbecue. Oh, yeah. The first one was pepper. <laughs> like a big secret. <laughs> I love it. Kia ora, this is Jane and I've got a job alert for you. We're looking for an amazing social media manager for the spin-off and our sister studio, Daylight Creative. The role is based in Auckland and it's full-time. It involves applying social strategy for both brands as well as managing and creating social content. For more information, or if you're just ready to go ahead and apply, visit thespinoff.co.nz forward slash social. And I hate to rush you, but you've got to be quick, because applications close this Friday, the 12th of March, at midday. So off you go and sort out your cover letter. Okay, I'm going to throw you to Jason and Alana, because there's really hardly anything to say about these guys. They had a big fight the night before the dinner party. The cameras weren't there, so I I don't even really know what it was about. But when they arrived at the dinner party, it was a bit awkward because they were the first ones there. They weren't really talking. But then when Samantha turned up solo, they kind of had got some perspective. We're like, oh, at least we didn't have to arrive on our own. And then he touched her bum and all was fine. Um, <laughs> Everything was good. Just they're not the worst ones. Just not the, and that's, that's the thing. All anybody wants to know in this life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always the themes of the dinner party, especially the first one is that competitive, like, oh, just as long, like, I reckon we're one of the strongest couples there, you know, like that's what they're always saying in the car on the way there. Yeah. They watched their audition tapes, or I think we only see Alana's, and it's basically her sitting there holding a bra, talking about, like, not wanting to be considered the hot teacher all the time while holding this, like, very sexy, silky bra. (laughs) Sort of purple silky number. The the kind of bra that is definitely not in my drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. She's like, I just don't know why people think I'm so, I'm, twir- I'm twirling my hands excellently here. You can't say it. She's like, it's just crazy. People think I'm so sexual. <laughs> Bras are I mean, good on very functional as well as being sexy, though, Alex Casey. Oh, don't I yeah. know it, Jane. Yeah. Don't I know it. And when they're not, pop them on Trade Me and a corny will buy them. Oh, by the way. <laughs> that's up for sale, by the way. What? I think, well, I've gone on Facebook again, but I'm pretty sure last time I was in the corner, the corner who bought my bra is now um, offering it up for sale because it wasn't, it wasn't right for her either. I mean, so if you're interested. You're going to get a deal because the track record of the bra is not great. But also at the same time, I guess now it's become sort of a, like an iconic item. <laughs> so it needs to come to the museum. It's iconic. <laughs> we need to bring it home. My bra that's gone to one other person and coming back to go to a museum. It's been talked about on this podcast quite a lot, though. By the way, The Corner is our uh, Facebook group where people... They do polls, they live chat um, when the reality shows are on. It's just a great time. They problem it's a wholesome solve, corner of they the problem internet. They problem solve for each other, they support each other, and you can be part of it by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. Okay. Melissa and Bryce? Melissa and Bryce. Oh my God. Bryce doing the ranking challenge. Oh, Why? Honestly, these two, oh, it's just horrible. Okay, we'll just say that they, again, they didn't feature Billy at the dinner party. The dinner party was a bit of a non event, actually. Like, it all was. Said and done. Yeah. When they moved in together, they, they cleared out the bloody condom aisle at the supermarket, which looked like that was going to be a really positive thing, but things just <clears> tanked from there. I did like that scene where he's like, at the supermarket, he's like, do you need any uh, personal items? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, is, what is this going to be? Is this pants? I don't know. <laughs> he was suggesting that she might need some tampons. <laughs> and then they just swept them out, all the connies. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a weird relationship. It is. But I, I, think, I think we see, like, why at the end of, of the whole kind of, like, week, we'll see why this relationship is the way it is. I love to psychoanalyze. But in the confessions, when they do the 
I don't know what's a confession and what's a, I don't know. Is this, this the rankings part of Everything, the Everything. The ranking is a okay. confession. Everything is a confession. <laughs> Bryce is like, he puts Beck first um, and he puts Paul Belinda last and then puts Melissa in fourth place after Beck and Sam and Booker, who are all blondes. And Booker. He, yeah, and he doesn't even waver. He doesn't no. think. It's just like his hand is just moving, disconnected from his brain, and then again is confused as to why Melissa's upset. But you can see, you can you can see he's like a little bit conflicted because he knows he's about to do the wrong thing, but he does it anyway. It's, to me, it was like he thought he was doing a polygraph test, and that if he if he did the the right thing, which was put his wife uh, at number one, that like John was going to leap out from behind the couch and be like, "You lie," you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> "You love Booker," and we all know it. And then he was like, "That's true." He did tell her to look away, which is also real savage. <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm looking at this as if I was at a bar," and he's trying. It's just this thing where he tries to give context that might like soften the blow, but it, every time it makes it worse. He didn't even think for yeah. a second, like some of the other more clever participants did, that like just because you have to rank them, I don't think there was any condition that you had to rank them solely on their physical appearance. You have the opportunity to go, I'm ranking you number one because there's a package of beauty and brains and connection and I've spent all this time with you. You're number yeah. one with a bullet. And that's, you know, and some others did that and rightly so. Old mate Bryce is just honestly <laughs> shooting himself in the foot, left, right and centre. Just a disaster. And then... And then she put him first. Yeah. Of course she did. Yeah. And it was just the most awkward situation ever. And she was just kind of staring him down with his photo first and him sitting there. Yeah. Oh, Melissa. There's two things you can do. He's in this, not first. No, there's two things you can do in this situation to make someone who's like bummed you out feel bad. It's either to do a cocoa, which we'll get to later, where you don't put them first. Or <laughs> you do a Melissa where you're like, well, I put you first. And so I hope yeah, now you feel road. really stink. Um, he did end up telling her, look, you are the standout number one as a complete package, but he just should have taken that approach in the first place. He just thought that she would know that he was lying, I guess especially after the Honesty Box event where he was like, you're not my type. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he... He just can't lie. But then he pulled all the everyone else's picks off the table and just put them on the floor and then doubled down by picking them up and placing them very gently on the top of the rubbish bin. And I've been told... To- <laughs> To compare this to David Brent putting his magazine yes. very gently on the rubbish bin. <laughs> we got to get a David Brent comparison every week. That's exactly right. <laughs> and then put Melissa's up on the mantelpiece like she had died. <laughs> I think she did die a little inside, to be fair, yeah. with every interaction. <laughs> they have a they have a hot chocolate because they're on tinder hooks. Actually, I think it. I think tinder hooks. I think they might have, the, the the term that was used might have been tinder hooks. Uh, he was in his jocks um, and he was just speaking his truth. He's in his jocks mm. and talking about speaking his truth and then they get into their actual confessions where he's like, well, you know oh. that I cheated on my ex-fiance, so that's out there. And then what happened, Alex, when she made her confession? Big bombshell. She confessed to, well, she hasn't been in a relationship for 12 years, but the man that she was in love with 12 years ago, she has been sleeping with him on and off. Mm-hmm for those 12 years until, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. And also that he is married or, or he's been married for some she of She said time. he was married and then she said, I didn't know he was married. So I assume that's at the beginning that he was married. Whether or not he still is, I don't know. But I wasn't sure if maybe oh. they had a relationship with him. No, were- I thought it was like he dropped away for a few years, got married, but then has also kind of come back to her. Maybe, but I would um, think it sounds. I would think if you've been horrible. like having a relationship on and off for the, say five years, and then they disappear for two years, and they come back, and you carry on a little bit behind the scenes. At that point, you know them well enough to know whether or not they've got married, right? Like you've stalked their Facebook and all that kind of thing. Whereas right, perhaps right. at the beginning, so she was the other woman at the start. I don't know. That's just kind of the, my takeaway. I could be wrong. Mm. Mm, takeaways, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a bit of a bombshell. Eh? It was. And she insisted that you know she wasn't. Um, she was over him. Mm. And, you know, it would never go back there again. But I also think it explains a lot about 
Melissa. It does. It does. <laughs> Unfortunately, general. how Bryce handled this explains a lot about Bryce. He was like, what the fuck? He's annoyed. And I, there's one thing I really can't abide is when people get cross with people about stuff that happened before they even met them, as if they were doing it personally to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. He had this, like, moment of, it almost looked like a little bit of glee in his face that he's now got something on her. Yeah, right. Because she's made him feel bad, feel bad for being honest a couple of times, that I feel like he's, he was felt like he was consciously kind of sticking the knife in. Do you know like what? Like he'd kind of go away and then he'd think about it and then would bring it up again. Yeah. It's just awful. But do you know what she didn't make him feel bad about at any point? And that was him cheating on his ex-fiance. That he was with just True. like six months prior to that. Like she, yeah. she was straight away. She was like, you know, that's in the past. People can change. I'm not going to judge him for that. Whereas he's like, oh, this thing that you've been doing, you know, um, it's toxic. Oh, I don't know if I can get, you know, I just can't get my head around it. And he just doesn't have any empathy for her and her situation. Like, obviously not very, you know, there, there must have been something that was very emotionally difficult for her to be tied to someone for 12 years in that capacity. And he just doesn't, I don't know. He's a, he's a jerk. I don't like him at all. Yeah, he's a jerk. Where is he in your rankings, just out of interest? Have you done your own maths man <laughs> rankings? Of course I have. I haven't done, I haven't ranked the whole lot, but I know I've got like two number ones. I've got my... My, like, who I look at and go, he's he's quite nice to look at, number one. And then I've got my who I would marry based on how everything's played out over the last two weeks, number one. Okay. So, so Jake is my number one to look at mm-hmm. and Brett is my number one to marry. Yeah. Are we yeah. the same? Are we competing? Um, well, my number one is Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I want Russell again just to cook me stuff. Russell's my chef. <laughs> Because I want to use a massage chair, but yeah, when it all boils down to it and I'm realistic and I take a hard look in the mirror, it's Brett. It's always been Brett. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Art Green, calm down. <laughs> like I could say Jake, but like that's not going to work. Yeah, I think, I think Jake might just not be funny enough for me. Bless him. He doesn't need someone else running him down. He doesn't wear a tie, though. And, you know, have you seen his teeth and <laughs> his nails? <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, Melissa is um, not a reactive person. So even though she's really, really hurt by all this stuff, she just kind of, like, shoves it under the carpet, sweeps it under the rug. And then when the producer's like, are you okay with how he spoke to you? She's just like, I just don't know any better. And that was heartbreaking. And then she climbs into bed with, with Bryce and kisses him. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's it's what we feared about last week. It's just that she'll roll over on anything because she's so fragile and she just wants it to work. It's awful, yeah. eh? When we were watching, Joe was like, should there be a point when someone says something like that where the experts not necessarily like interfere in the moment but kind of cut in and be like, this is an example of this. Right. Because, <laughs> like, I'm sure that people kind of understand what's going on in the dynamics there. But thinking about, like, some examples of, like, gaslighting and stuff, in the past, when they haven't been fully highlighted explicitly by yeah. the experts. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like there needs to be some sort of interference there, but I guess they just, they aren't there and that's not what they do no, on the show. No, but maybe but they should. Feels, maybe they should. And this wasn't, yeah. what the show is now is very different to how it started. How math started yeah. was like couples went and lived for two weeks in each other's house. Um, they they weren't all like partner swapping and all this kind of thing. They didn't. There wasn't. They weren't photo ranking. No, and... it was nothing like that. it. Was literally just like, oh well, this was what it would be like if I were actually married to you. I'd have to move out to the farm and commute into into the city for my job. And they kept going to their jobs and stuff. It was just entirely different. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's crazy. Um, let's move on to. I mean, we've got. Oh man. Time. We don't. We don't have who, time. Who, who, who's not important? Booker and Brett. Booker and Brett. They, they didn't, really didn't do much. much. Um, nothing. I'm not. They had a cute post. Oh, really cute. Their confession yeah. thing was post its on each they're other. They're just bloody lovely. Their music taste isn't identical, and still somehow that seems fine. And they have sex, and followed by a yum fry up for breakfast. Okay, that's all you need to know about Booker and Brett. Done. I'm deleting them from my document. Jake <laughs> and Beck. Again, not much to report here. I mean, there's there's plenty we could talk about. But the main points are she went into the dinner party and told everyone that Jake tried to shove his tongue down her throat, which is we were 
defending her on this last week and now I want to retract all of that because now she's being like a total... We were rooting for you. <laughs> we're all rooting she's for you. She's being a dick about it. That is not how it happened at all. He made She made it sound like he was being really leery and really all he was doing was like just mistimed it, you know, mistimed the moment. He tried to inject some romance yeah. into something that wasn't romantic. He certainly did not try to shove his tongue down her throat and that was like there was more than one occasion she referred to it like that. And she really, she really like, well, I mean, it was edited like that, but she seemed to really hit the ground yeah. running in terms of talking shit about her husband with everyone yeah. being like, he's boring. But he said she, she said know. he was boring while he was sitting there in part of the conversation. <laughs> it wasn't like just going, oh, I'm a bit worried that he's like, you know, not intellectually stimulating me enough. She's like, oh, he's bloody boring. And it wasn't even like a kind of a joke. It was like she very seriously... Mm was airing him out while he was sitting there. And he was there and he was like, can I get you anything? Like, he was really trying to be a part. And he was like, he was kind of, I think, hanging on to the hope that like, oh, maybe Bex is just better in a group. You know, maybe she's she seems like she's all, she talks about how social she is and she loves social things. But she just loves going in a group so she can talk yeah. about him. <laughs> in front of him and behind his back. And I felt really bad for him. Maybe uh, good old Melissa and Jake, you know, that could be... They could be a bit uh, well, of a match. Let's talk, about, let's talk about how the experts have just really fucked up with their matches um, a little bit later on. First of all, let's, can we address the light situation? She got extremely <laughs> upset that he turned on the light while she was sleeping. It transpires. And it wasn't even the no. bedroom light. The hallway light. I suppose when light. you're in a hotel situation, the hallway lights will definitely illuminate the bedroom. There's, no, there's not usually a door in between. Because when you look at those apartments, when they walked in, it's like that little the little galley hallway kind of situation, then the bed was immediately right there. Uh. So, yes, there was a light that would have come into the bedroom, but he needed some clothes. <laughs> and he had the light on for 20 seconds. And then she was like, that is super rude and disrespectful. Don't use And she was just like, would not let this go. And in the end, he's just like, out of ex- pure exasperation, was just like, I'm, I'm sorry, okay? And then she was like, do you mean that, though? <laughs> It was just yeah. <laughs> wild. And then she finished off by going, and then, and then, you know, you turned the light off and left me in the dark. It's like you wanted the light off. Wasn't that the whole problem in the first place? <laughs> it's so boring to turn the light <laughs> off, Jake. <laughs> Leave it on. Keep things interesting. Wake me up. <laughs> it's crazy. I also feel like she, almost like Bryce, like, Knows that she's kind of been badly yeah. behaved. I think she yeah. knows that deep down. And so any time that she gets anything, whether it's like, oh, he tried to kiss me, he's such a lecherous, you know, like, yeah. like latching onto that, or he turned the light on, she's just going to go to town on it because she's worried about looking bad herself. Yeah. So every little thing that he does, every misstep is going to be a big deal. I just really don't like I don't I'm like sorry. her either. I also think that sometimes when people are kind of like with people they don't like, they kind of sabotage it as well, you know, like, I'm going to make you not like me <laughs> by being a dick about things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make it impossible for you to like me. But unfortunately, yeah. Melissa and Jake are just really nice people who want their marriages to work. When they go to rank, she ranks Jake at the top, but only because no one, no one on the show is her type, and he's basically the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> who is her type? Honestly, what is I don't want? know. Do you know what? I, I think she's so wrapped up in herself... I don't want to bring another woman down, but she is being a dick. That's why she doesn't know who Princess Diana is. (laughs) (laughs) Too busy worrying about herself. (laughs) Yeah, she's got some work to do. She's got some books to read. James and Joe. Blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about the ranking. Don't worry about the ranking. Oh, no, we do have to worry about the ranking because... No, the ranking was was the big big moment Okay, she put Jake first um, and popped James in second... And she said, Jake is first because I like his mind and how he is, which is extremely offensive to someone like James as well, who is all about inner beauty, right? Yeah. And it really upset him that she basically, it wasn't even, it wasn't, I don't know, somehow it was worse than if it was just like, he's better looking than you. It's like, he's a better person. (laughs) I like him better than you. Yeah. Worse than, like, I wouldn't go up to him bar, it's he's got a better brain, oh, yeah. heart, and soul <laughs> than you. And you cannot change and they that. They wake up. A- and then also that, you know, don't worry, because he'd never oh, go I for know. me. Oh, I know. So they, they talk. Which is her follow-up They talk about that the next day, and that combined with the fact that Joe seems to be disappearing all the time, and we don't know why. 
has really got James upset. She apologises that it came ro- out wrong. She thinks he's being a bit oversensitive. He thinks that some of her behaviours may be a bit suspicious. And then he just turns around and says, are you even into me? And she's like, oh, it's up and down <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Pity about I your mind. love James more and more with each passing episode. I like James. I, I, I don't know. I thought his reaction was slightly over the top. I think he was hurt. I think he was really hurt by what she said, which I totally understand. I don't dislike Joe, and I don't think that what she did was no. necessarily – I mean, I don't think, like, where she ranked was necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think saying that she really liked James, that Jake's mind and all that was probably not, like, the smartest move. And I can see why she was a bit upset yeah. with James's reaction. But – I think what James does well is that he realises that he perhaps overreacted. He turns up the next day or he turns up later with flowers and apologises and then they have a constructive discussion about trust and so on and then he posits the idea that, you know, his jealousy, even though it was pretty pretty mild on the scale of things, is a sign that he cares and actually that he's quite invested in this and maybe that's a a good thing. And they kind of leave it it, it all in a good place. So I I like the way these two, again, it was them last week who who did like positive conflict resolution. See, then then you could have John Aitken pop up like a little Microsoft um, pencil. The paper clip. Paper clip. And go, this is a good, this is a good one. Be more like this, everybody, and then disappear. <laughs> and then disappear. I also think James is, like, extremely insecure. Yeah. And, and we're only seeing little bits of that. But I think if, if more of those things come up, I, I don't know if he can. Okay, think, we've got know. two couples got left, and, and they're, they're the two that are intertwined. We'll start with Samantha and Cam. So they we left them on the cliffhanger last week. She hasn't heard from him at all since um, since she walked out, since he walked out at the at the bar. But they both want to work on it. That said... When he tries to get in touch with her to go to the dinner party with her, she's not interested in meeting up. And this is where my trust in Sam starts to, and Samantha starts to flail a bit because she then went into the dinner party and was like, he left me on our honeymoon. I haven't heard from him since. And it's like, well, actually he got in touch with you earlier today wanting to sort things out so you could come to the dinner party together. But she very much wanted to walk in That's on her true. own. She wanted to get her side of the story But she in. did sort of, yeah, but she did withhold some stuff. Like, I don't think, she, did she actually talk, she didn't talk about what the actual fight was about until he was Yeah, there, but I right? think like that's, said, that's oh, all part him. of looking like the bigger person. But she definitely seeded some of, you know, she's definitely seeded st- stuff by making sure that she turned up on her own, even though he tried not to. And she was like, I want to work it out prior to this. She was sort of saying in her in the moment mm. interviews, I really want to work it out. I haven't heard from him. Then when he does get in touch, she's like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to the party on my own. Turns up there, tells everyone, you know, he left me. I haven't heard from him. But I'm not going to say what it was over. I want to respect his side of the story. You know, like, so it was kind of <laughs> That's perfectly true. I played. I didn't think of it like that. I thought, like, I thought more like, well, A, it's definitely a producer. <laughs> B, it's her going, um... It's her going, I have seen the way this man acts when he's confronted yep. and he's a giant, sulky baby. <laughs> and if we have another chat, he's just going to okay, throw away. Okay, fair enough. If it's just the two of us. That was what I thought. And that maybe if, you know, and maybe someone was telling her this behind the camera, that maybe if you do it in front of everyone, he's got to sure. be Sure, okay. I mean, I feel like you maybe know a little more know. about how these things work than I do. So you might be right. <laughs> No, I honestly don't. There was very little about Sam as, as the rest of the week progressed that would make it look like she's actually the kind of the drama cause, causer, the drama inciter, whatever. That I thought that she was when I f- saw this bit at the dinner party. I thought, I was like, okay, maybe I've got Sam picked wrong. She's going she's gonna to be trouble. Um, but she really wasn't that much, was she? No. No. The whole thing was pretty sedate. Cam Cam arrived eventually and peeled off and had a good talk to yeah. Rusty, who is an authority on nothing. There's <laughs> <laughs> an authority on combi vans <laughs> for some relationship advice. But yeah, did they actually talk about yeah, it at the they dinner did. party or did it come they later did. when they had the mediation? There was kind of, she, they talked about the fact that yes... He kind of clarified, yes, there was a connection, but it's just not a really strong emotional one yet. And that just kind of was speaking to that, what we were talking about last week, that I think there was just a huge miscommunication between the two. 
in terms of what they believe an emotional connection to be. For him, it's like deep emotional connection. For her, it's like we're starting to get on and there's something there. And because they don't align on that, it meant when they had sex, their understanding of what their connection was at that point was different. Anyway, the sexologist, Mm. Alexandra, she was like, neither of them are wrong here, which is what I was kind of getting at last week. I know, Jane, mm, look at you, sexologist to the stars. <laughs> Cam, Cam walked off. I, I can't remember why, but he walked off. But all I could think about when he walked off was Nessa. When he walked past those kind of like blacked out <laughs> yeah. lockers, I was just like, Nessa, Nessa, Nessa. And the famed footsteps. I wonder if there's like memorial Nessa footprints going to the left of like. And if there aren't, why, why not? Reality kings, <laughs> come here. <laughs> he just loves to storm away. I just, oh. I just don't know. I don't know if Cam Cam can hack this. I don't know. I feel like Cam's going to be around for a while yet. They, mm. Anyway, they, they move into separate apartments, but then they are both ready to move forward. Um, they're ready to be friends, and John comes in at this point and does some, like, you know, urgent repair work on them, and then they talk about how intimacy, intimacy is such an important thing for Sam because she got cheated on and... She wants to show her kids how to love and all this kind of stuff. He talks about how Sam, Cam, bottles up his emotions because of childhood trauma and so on. And they get, they get to this place where you think everything maybe has a shot. Then they go and play golf. And sh- again, here we got like two very different versions of events. She's having a great time loving it. Um, he's like, there's no good chat here. It's very forced. No good chat. I want to talk about the gym. I want to talk about the bloody weight machine. And tell you who else wants to talk about the gym and the weight machine, and that's Coco. So let's move on to Coco and Sam. Coco. Can I start by saying Coco's eyes are amazing. They are amazing. Amazing. Are they real eyes? What do you What do you mean? Do you think she's got? Fake eyes. I realise. I I mean what she I meant. to be able to see with them, so I presume yes. Well, you know, Booker Booker popped some fake eyes in. Uh, were meeting. they contacts? Is that what you're talking about? Like colour contacts? Yeah. Well, I mean. the last time I doubted someone's true eye colour was Jeff from Bake Off, and it turns out they were real. So I don't want to make that mistake again. <laughs> That's right. Did you also notice Coco's commitment to educating Sam and the world about pop smoke via her two different pop smoke t-shirts? And then I think that we had a Yeezy t-shirt in there at some point as well. She's my dream woman. She's just an educator and an an inspirator. So what happens at the dinner party with Coco is that she tells the room about Sam being a giant turd and... um, and admitting that he likes, he likes a chick with big tits and a big ass, Coco's words. She wants to clear the air with Sam from the tension. When I say Sam, I mean Samantha from the tension that they had at the bachelorette party right at the beginning of this whole ride. They bury the hatchet. It's quite a nice moment between the two of them, and they both bond over being kind of loud, strong women. The boys also get together and have a chat about who's the best-looking girl. Jake, of course, says, well, my wife Bex is. And James says, well, my Mrs. Joe's pretty good. Um, Sam reckons, <laughs> so this is Sam Coco's husband, is like Alana. <laughs> Alana. I think. <laughs> Thanks for Alana. asking, Alana. <laughs> I think she's the sexiest. And then they cut to Alana and she's, um, she's wearing, you, I mean, you know, she's wearing like this crossover thing, which is quite revealing cleavage wise. And we all know that Sam loves the boobs. <laughs> yeah. He's the boobs. He's then he jokes about DMing her <laughs> and it's just like, do you not realise your wife's going to watch this footage back one day? Like, just think about it. I just, the lack of self-awareness in Sam and Bryce in particular is mm. incredible. Are they just, do they I just don't, not realise? I don't know. That this is going to go on the, the tally? Thing, the one thing I appreciate <laughs> about Bryce is that he is doing it all right there in front of Melissa, <laughs> whereas Sam True. is being, like, there's a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff like being a dick as well, you know? He's just, he runs the full gamut. As soon as they move in together, Coco runs to the gym with her little backpack on and her bucket hat and just, like, fawns over all the machines. And, you know, who would love that kind of (laughs) behaviour? That's Cam. She writes a letter. She does her letter. She regrets allowing people to treat her badly and not setting boundaries in the past. And Sam is just, he's bored. He's yawning. He's so bored. He's yawning. He's not her therapist. Where are the boobs? <laughs> and this is when, um, no, it's not quite when Coco loses the plot. She says he's rude and disrespectful, but then they get into the ranking. 
Sam puts oh. Alana at number one, puts Coco fourth, says that Alana's like the spunkiest, and then obviously Coco gets a bit upset, and Sam explains that away by saying, well, woman are hormonal, it stings a lot more for them. Yeah, oh, God, such a dick. Of course, they're most, more emotional to these things. Also, how, like, quickly he embraced the challenge, but also renamed it the Hot or Not the Challenge. The Hot or Not Hot <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> hot or Not Hot. No one had ever called it that. <laughs> well, Sam did, and that's that's the way it's staying. Hot or Not Hot. And, like, and so proudly stuck yeah. them up yeah, on like, the made wall. a whole like, he was bloody so science fair presentation out of it. Coco puts Jake at um, number one and then <laughs> makes a big show of putting Rusty right there in the top, I don't know, five, kind of four, right up there. She's like, yeah, he's Go just his bloody angel. And then <laughs> puts Sam sixth behind Russell and Sam's upset is less about where he's ranked in the total number of things but that he's ranked after Russell <laughs> or Rusty as he calls him. <laughs> It's so sad. So savage. <laughs> People need to appreciate the value of Rusty. And also is so emotional, so hormonal, oh, yeah. just having the most hysterical reaction to this based on what he had just said about how much women care about the yeah. way they look. This cut Sam yeah. so deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite amazing. He watch. thinks that she's just being childish and, you know, doing an eye for an eye. But he can't really blame her because she's got emotions to deal with. Men famously don't have emotions, by the way. Sam is, uh, he thinks it's a cheap shot, right? And then Coco, this is when Coco just lets rip. She does pop. She's at the end of her tether. It's just the angriest she's ever been, which, to be fair, was not, like, that angry, you know? It was pretty good, though. Like, the hand actors, you have ripped into me every single. It was like a good Oh, yeah. I mean, she was great. She was very articulate. I feel like if I was angry, I'd just be all, like, tears and flushed and red-faced and completely out of control. I thought she did well. Anyway, she's like, there's no comeback for this now. She puts on her slippers, grabs her woolies bag, and out the door she goes. They're in separate apartments. Again, he's like, she's a female. She's got feelings. They have to sit down and watch their audition videos. And this is where, like, I just feel so much for Coco because her audition tape talks about how she's never been with a boy who's given her a compliment she doesn't want to have to ask for compliments she wants to be someone's number one and Sam is just the absolute opposite of this he's not just not giving her compliments he's actually like driving her into the ground he drags her down and seems to like delight in it every part of her she's too loud she doesn't have any boobs she doesn't have a bum Whatever. I think she's got a bum. I don't, I don't know. It's not my Yeah, and then after, after she's done her, her – after they've watched their audition, he's like, oh, I thought that was really good. <laughs> um, you are. Good job. It's also funny that they pull up the audition tape like it's an ancient relic <laughs> from, <laughs> from thousands of years ago and they've been through so much and it's like they've probably only been in there for like, what, a week yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Coco obviously thinks, like we all do, that Sam is a steaming pile. And so she accepts advice from Cam because he knows Sam from back home. And Cam talks about Sam um, having, or the the pair of them having both worked in construction. I thought he was in fashion. I thought Sam was in fashion. (laughs) I think he's a fashion hustler. Right. But maybe doesn't get any coins for it. (laughs) Construction by day, drop crotch pants by night. Yeah, I don't know. I also like. I thought it was interesting how Cam kind of revealed that it was like he knows him from back home, but they're not yeah. friends. They're like around each other in the same social circles, but he didn't really like Sam, which made me like Cam. Oh a lot yeah, more. we all know people like that, right? Like we all know people that would fit into that category. And he says that he was surprised that Sam was on the show at all. Like knowing the kind of person he is, that he he couldn't have genuinely been there looking for love. And he feels like it's only just now that his true colours are starting to show. But to be fair, I feel like Sam's true colours were showing from from the the moment we saw his ankles. <laughs> he thinks Sam's a pig, that he says inappropriate things, but Cam draws the line when he's disrespectful to women. A bit like, a bit like Cam's being disrespectful to Sam. But never mind. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Details. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's drawing a line <laughs> on himself. <laughs> and every other man in the experiment. Apart from Rusty. And uh, and Brett. And Jake, mostly, for the most part. 
like a little dash, yeah. an on dash no, maybe tongue, for Jake. Tongue, tongue down the throat. <laughs> Coco has lots of eye contact with Sam. They um, go for some fresh air on the balcony for a wee private chat. And Well, hold on. We know what balcony time means. We do. So, well, summer, obviously, cameraman's using the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> cameraman's using the toilet or tandem fart. Oh, you know? no. I think you go out in the balcony. I thought going out in the balcony, you go out in the balcony when someone else is using the toilet. Oh, I thought you went on the balcony to fart. Okay, we need to get in touch with Tracy on this. For years. Both we are referencing been, something that we have heard, by the way, from someone on maths. Do we make that clear? No, okay, so Tracy Jewell, previous maths uh, um, contestant, came on our podcast once upon a time and told us about how they managed farts and poos <laughs> when they were living together <laughs> as number a one, <laughs> number one question we had. No, I thought it was balcony to, you know. We need to get to the bottom of this. Talk, pot, we'll talk about this post-pod, okay, and we'll come back to you with, pot a, one off. <laughs> with an answer. What I want to happen here, obviously, so Cam and Coco are now, like, hitting it off. They're quite attracted to each other. They don't really say too much that's too inflammatory apart from like, oh, you know, I get, you know, I've had a lot of eye contact with you more so than I'd have with my husband this whole time that we've been here. But they don't like proposition each other or arrange to meet up later or anything like that. So it's still at a level where it's kind of like reasonably innocent, but clearly they're attracted to each other and they're a bit flirty, right? I would yeah. like at this point for these two to go into the recommitment ceremony and straight up request a swap before anything super underhand happens, before and any actual kind of Jane? cheating <laughs> takes place. No, can but it, does that mean that Sam has to go with Sam? No, they can just, like, go off the show at that point. It's not going to work. Don't drag them through it. Let them go. And I want at that point right. as well the experts to go, we fucked up. We paired the wrong people together. What we should have done is got the guy who loves exercise and paired him with the woman who's obsessed with exercise. And put them two together. Yeah, I mean, or it was intentional. I've been watching that Are You The One on Netflix. Have you seen that one? No. Where it's like they put like 10 girls, 10 guys on an island, and they've all been secretly matched, but they don't know who their match is. Right. So it's all about figuring out who the one is that you've been matched with. So maybe it's like they have a new season. You marry everyone off to someone who's not their match, and they have to try and look past the... Um, you know, all the romance and stuff and figure out who's actually theirs. And maybe that's what's happening. Oh, my God. Maybe it's... I love it. Maybe it's Coco and Coco and Cam all along. It's evil. Yeah. But it could work. Good tally. Hey, that's it. That's <laughs> it for the week. Um, this went on longer than expected and planned, as per usual. Uh, apologies for that. But we are committed to the process. Are you going yeah, to. Yeah, we, yeah. we should have a recommitment at the end of every episode. Are you stay or leave? As long as one of us is staying, then we both have to stay. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm a little bit sad now that the weddings are all over. Like, I forgot that there's kind of a bit of a come down from that. Mm. Um, and I don't really know what's coming. But, yeah, God, I, I have no other choice. I'm staying. I'm staying. My walls are down. I'm staying because I can't bear not seeing you every week, Alex. That's true, Jane. That's true. Should we... Get married? Get married? <laughs> <laughs> Again, let's discuss that. That's housekeeping. Yeah, so that's off for off pod. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Jonathan, for, um, for, for recording and editing this. Uh, we will be back with more maths next week. In the meantime, can I just suggest you go and listen to Remember When? It's our little bite-sized podcast looking back at trends of phenomena that influenced us as youth. Thank you very much. I love the Pizza Hut one. It made me very hungry. I love that podcast. Pizza Hut. Okay, that's all. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.